Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Towards your home loan by applying to Athena right now. The chance to knock 100k off your home loan. Who does that? A lender who wants you to pay down your home loan faster. There's never been a better time to switch. Visit athena.com.au to apply and for competition dates and terms. Athena, love us and leave us. Standard credit criteria, terms, conditions and government charges apply. Permit CP01223. Every day, we wake up and look at ourselves in the mirror. How do you want to feel throughout the day? Bahi Yoga wants you to feel balanced, calm and ready to flow. Bahi inspires and supports the integration of mindful movement for your lifelong vitality. And you'll find your flow with Bahi's beautiful new yoga and Pilates products that blend functionality with timeless designs. Bahi Yoga, creating flow in a modern world. Visit bahi.yoga. Welcome to Higher Ground with Chris Warren. I found my way back to a higher ground. Yeah, I just want to feel alive with you. Yes, good evening, folks, and welcome to Higher Ground, your late night sports bar on Wednesday, the 13th of October. Let's get down, let's get down to business. Give you one more night, one more night to get this. Yes, come on up, come on up and join us up here. Still a few empty stools here in your late night sports bar. Come join the conversation. Feel free to dial in on 1300 01 01-1170. That's the open line number. There is space on there now. Uh, or you can uh, drop me a text on 0457. 0457- 736 736 and if I can't help you my good mate up here as well um, the mad Russian he's a lot smarter than me and he might have the answer for you now the Dolphins are a done deal now I guess to find the players and there are a stack of players to choose from um, coming off contract at the end of next year so uh, they uh, will be free to negotiate and start talking to clubs Um November 1. So it's all happening. So we've got to find the players for the Dolphins, plenty of them about, and the coach. Well, he's as good as done, isn't he? Wayne Bennett, the master coach, he'll be going around again. If uh, you thought his his time at South Sydney was uh, the last you would see of the super coach, well, think again. I see an article uh, here on the Daily Telegraph saying the planets have, have aligned perfectly. Uh, for Wayne Bennett. So he's out of contract, as we know, at Souths, and he will begin formal talks with the Dolphins' bosses uh, tomorrow on Thursday to formalise a $2 million-plus deal. 
that will see the 71-year-old spearhead Brisbane's new team and take on the Broncos, the club that he departed in 2018. Wow. I mean, can you just, you can see it now, can't you? I, I think um, the place was almost burnt down uh, when Wayne uh, rode out on, on his, uh, his stallion. Um, quite a few noses put out a joint, and, and his was well out of joint with what happened, uh, the way he was shown the door. And he was talking about it, wasn't he? Even, even through the, the finals, early in the finals this year, um, talking about the, the way that, that he was pushed out of Brisbane. And he has not forgot. He has not forgot. So it's it's understood that he has got a, a handshake deal with the Dolphin, uh, Dolphins officials pending an official announcement. Uh, well, it's announced they are coming in uh, in 2023. Uh, the Redcliffe Back Consortium uh, will ramp up plans to secure the seven-time premiership winning coach to a three- or four-year contract by the weekend. Well, he can find a, he can find a contract, and, and why wouldn't he be able to? With such an impeccable record... He can almost name his price. The only question mark is, you know, at 71, at, at what point do you think that Wayne's time might be done? Well, if you look what he did with the Rabbitohs this season, you'd have to agree um, that he's still, he's still got what it takes. Um, so there you go. We'll wait and see over the coming days. Um, but uh, you, can, you, you can rest assured, Wayne Bennett will be in charge. Uh they're not called the Redcliffe Dolphins. They're not called the North Brisbane Dolphins. They're not called the Sunshine Coast Dolphins. Just the Dolphins. And I quite like that. It doesn't sort of restrict them to any any um, you know, quadrant of uh, southeast Queensland. They can, they can go where they want. And uh, we know that that northern corridor um, up towards the Sunshine Coast and you know, the Dolphins has a bit of a ring about it, doesn't it? Just the Dolphins. Up against the Broncos. Also got the Titans. And you've got the Cowboys. Uh, we'll look ahead to the uh, the $15 million Everest, which is run this Saturday at Royal Randwick. Um, the first big event, really, isn't it, since Freedom Day? Uh, are you heading out there yourself uh, for the big event? Let me know. Maybe give me a call if you're planning to head out for the Everest. I bet there are plenty of race goers just desperate to get back to the track. Nothing quite like it, is there, a day at the track? I know, you know, in yesteryear it was uh, more people were going through the turnstiles, and it's just too easy these days, isn't it, with all the betting applications. Um, but being there is is a really special day. I mean, as much as having a punt and, you know, and going down to the ring and having having the bookie write you the ticket, that's all part of it. But um, just the fanfare of, of race day, it's a really, it's a special thing, isn't it? Um, almost, you know, part of, part of our, our psyche here in, in this country. I see today that they, they had the, the Wonder Everest, which is a fantasy race pitting, the best spreaders this country has ever seen from a number of eras up against each other. Black Caviar up against the likes of oh, Manicato, Todman, Vane, Luskin, Star, uh, and previous winners of the Everest, Redzel, yes, yes, yes. And then last year's winner, Classic Legend. Uh, we'll check in on how that ended. I haven't actually listened to the race, um, but I will. Johnny Tapp was calling it, I believe, so we'll, we'll play that for you and uh, we'll see... Uh, how that ended. Cricket. Our women cricketers have uh, been given a bit of a pay rise to the tune of about $1.2 million, collectively, I mean. Not bad compared to uh, some other sports um, where competitions have been abandoned or even postponed due to COVID. I see Todd Greenberg, uh, now boss of the Australian Cricketers Association. He made it quite clear that it was uh, a big achievement for his new sport. 
while other sports have been struggling to keep pace. And I see a number of um, cricket pundits and the, the like of Mark Wall, likes of Mark Wall rather, have put together their best 11 for the upcoming T20 World Cup. Can't believe it all starts this weekend. Our, our guys don't enter for another uh, 10 days or so. Um, yeah, our, uh, in Abu Dhabi, we're up against South Africa on the 23rd. Aaron Finch, Dave Warner, they're the obvious opening pair, I guess. Um, some think Mitch Marsh, Marsh is best suited at number three. Others uh, maybe further down the order. War has it like this, though, Mark War. He's got Steve Smith at three, Mitch Marsh at four, and Glenn Maxwell five. And the other question is who, who will keep? Uh, Matthew Wade or, or Josh Inglis. So that's a decision they'll have to make. Stark, Cummins, Agar and, and, and Zampa. Adam Zampa seemed to be the preferred bowling attack. Um, and then there, of course, is there a place for, for Marcus Stoinis, who appears to have overcome that hamstring uh, problem. Uh, what about Travis Head? Talking of cricket still, he's become the first Aussie man to hit uh, two double centuries or made uh, or more in one day cricket slamming a double ton against Queensland in Adelaide. Batting at number three for South Australia at uh, Karen Bolton, uh, Karen Rolton Oval, rather. Head came to the middle of, um, in the fourth over and reached his 200 uh, from the first ball of the 45th over. The 114th delivery he faced in the innings. His knock is also the second highest score in the history of the Australian one-day cup. Topped only by uh, Darcy Short, he hit 257 against Queensland back in 2018. The Redbacks finished with a score of 8 for 391. Um, good luck to Queensland. They need a, a rain-revised target of almost 400 from uh, 48 overs to win. Loads of other sports uh, going on as well. And and Mad Russian over there, He's he's got a smirk on his face. He's going to throw at me the 20 questions. We, we played it on Monday night. And he got my answer, can be a famous a famous sporting icon, person, place, animal or thing. And you've got 20 questions to answer it. Well, he, he broke the clock. I can't believe it. He got it in 12 questions. And my question to him on Monday, the answer was uh, the mighty mayor winks. He got it in 12 questions. And well, he reckons it was 58 seconds. We actually might dig that out and play that again because I think he might have been cheating. 58 seconds. Anyway, he's going to throw it at me, uh, so I'll see how I go. Uh, jump on the phone if you'd like to have a call, uh, have a call to us, one 1170 We won't bite your, ha- your hand off or your head off. We mightn't agree, but we'll have a bit of fun as well, one 1170 Or if you want to uh, join the conversation via text, uh, you can do that as well, 0457 736 736. This is Higher Ground, also known as your late-night sports bar. Yeah, great to have your company. Hope you're well. Hope you've enjoyed your. Gee, what day is it? Wednesday. Wednesday all day. It's been. It's It's and it will be until midnight. Wednesday. Guess what, Mad Russian? Guess what? Guess what? Uh, you stumped me. Why the guess long what? delay? Why, why the pause? What? Guess what Hutchie said. More beers. He said. He said because <laughs> Monday night was More a beers. Ra- was a raging success. He has. Given all of our live studio audience two more tokens, two more tokens for the beers. I know. Hey, two more gift tokens. You like that? Hey, but 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 uh, uh, but he said again, um, he's supplying some some peanuts 
in the shell, candy-coated. It's a bit late for food, isn't it? Unless you're going your sort of late-night snack. He did say, he did say no more food. No I'm more sorry. Food. No. Well, that's Hutchie. Hey, don't shoot the bloody messenger, okay? We're on a tight budget here. He's giving you a couple of drinks. If that's not good enough up there, um, well, you know where the door is, and don't let it hit. Don't let it hit you on on the way out. Um, I'm okay for one now, actually. Right, lovely you, you, start. What can I get you? Oh, I've just got water tonight. I'm taking. You're it driving. Easy. Yeah, driving. Well, I am too. Taking it easy. This is um, just a settler. This, yeah, midstream. We are related to a couple of midstream, mm. aren't we? Yeah. Late night. Oh, we're here to midnight. Nice to relax. Yeah. yeah. Um, anyway, look, we've got loads, uh, loads crammed in. We are talking loads, a lot of cricket, um, and still rugby league is is on the agenda too. Uh, the Dolphins, so they done deal. I don't think there was any any doubt, really. Really, uh, the other two um, expansion bidding teams, um, the Jets and the Firehawks. Well, they can pack up their submissions. They can um, put them under their arms and and ride off. Um, Sats won't be happy. Well, he wasn't happy when the reports no. came. We're not very good at keeping secrets no. in the NRL, are we? This story's been out really for two weeks and mm. they had the big press conference today and that's terrific and it's all confirmed and Wayne Bennett's all but signed. It's all happened very quickly, but it's all been mulling over in the background, hasn't it? We sort of, it was a delay of the inevitable. Mm. What about Wayne? What about Wayne? Was it well? What again, do you want to know about? Can't he find a gig? Well, but this has been talked to, again. You know, it, obviously it's coming out now, but this has been talked about since the start of the year. Once he made it very clear this would be his last season at South. Yeah. The obvious thing was, what's Wayne going to do next? And the answer was never going to be a retirement. So did Wayne know there was going to be another together. club entering in 2023 when he timed his deal at South to end in 2021? I think Wayne would have had a very had a... good idea that there would be jobs available back home in Queensland that wouldn't have involved the Brisbane Broncos. But he probably would have timed it to finish 22, wouldn't you? Oh, no, you're probably, you need a year. Well, no, no because you need a year. You need exactly, a year. because yeah. now we have November 1 coming up, which is going to be absolute mayhem. We've had trade radio going gangbusters down in Victoria, now sister station down there. I think once we get to November 1, it's going to be the same here. Everyone's going to be listening to SEN, hoping to hear that their club have signed one of these myriad of talented players There's who are loads, off contract. Loads of them. At the end of 2022. We went through a team the other night, and I've left it at home, on, on my desk at home, but there's uh, loads of them, you know. Um, Brandon Smith, um, um, Isaiah Papali, I'm just I'm just thinking some some forwards that that you'd go for. Reed Marnie, you wouldn't go for him and Brandon. I wouldn't have thought. Um, you've got quite a few fullbacks as well coming off contract that are able to talk Turkey from from next week. Clint Gutherson, um, Jesse Bromwich, Jesse Bromwich, Kofusi, yes, um, Christian Welsh, Angus Crichton. It's just Matt, Welch, Mitchell Mitchell yep. Pierce, Mitchell Pierce, yes. Um, Cody Walker. Cody Walker. This is what Josh Adokar. Dylan Edwards. No, no, not Josh Adokar. I don't no, think he's not the following Josh, you, is no. he? He's D- the following you. Dylan Edwards, Viliami Kikau, Api Korosau. Joey Manu. It's just ridiculous. Joey Manu. Joey Manu. You're a big, you're leader love, of the Joey, oh, yeah, I love Joey. Joey Manu fan club, I think. I love Joey Manu. And why shouldn't you? 
Even but that other team without a region to their name, they're chasing him hard, aren't they? And why wouldn't the they be? The across the Dutch. And why wouldn't they be? I know. Dolphins. Dolphins. What do you think of the name, ladies and gents? What do you think of the names? Dolphins. So we were just talking to Offair about this. You're, they're not... I'm just what throwing is it, it out there. What is, what is it about the Dolphins that you're not I a love fan Dolphins. of? It? An historic I love, club. I love Dolphins. Strong identity. I love Dolphins. And if they were um, if they were a water polo team, which I believe they are, are they not our national water polo? What's our what, stingers? No, men are the, yeah, men are the sharks, sharks and the women and are the stingers. Dolphins are beautiful. Or a synchronized swimming team. Beautiful. They do some wonderful stuff in the water. They're graceful and beautiful, and you just want to go up and give them a big kiss. I love dolphins. But they don't strike fear into me. I'm just just throwing out there. What other nicknames of clubs, or what do you want to call it, club emblem or club mascots, don't really strike the fear of God into the opponent, Mm. like the Swans, Sydney Swans. Mm Mm-hmm. But swans are graceful, and I can see you do need an, an air of grace out there in AFL in Aussie rules, don't you? You know, do tippy toes and. Do you not know that in certain positions on the, on the footy field? Grace and poise. Oh yeah, I suppose. Fullbacks. I'm just throwing it Fullbacks out there. I'm not, the I'm not pointing the finger at the Dolphins. Mm. They, they might make a splash, in year one. I don't know. They just. I don't, I, Miami Dolphins. There you go. What Miami, other Dolphins well, are there? They're an, Historic, absolutely good brand, brand, great brand. The Aussie swim team of the Dolphins. There you go. Of course, uh, Miami, Miami Dolphins. So they are putting the area mm. next to the um, the well, emblem. So this is the pro- bit I have more of a problem with. Just calling is the, the front end. Why are we getting rid of the geographic location? Well, I think the rationale for that is I think we are thinking bigger than just Redcliffe. We're thinking bigger than big, and we don't want to be restricted and cornered just to this this region. We 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 want people in Perth or even in Sydney or wherever still to be able to follow the Dolphins, and they don't need to be from North Brisbane or Redcliffe. I don't I don't mind that. Everyone, look, everyone knows everyone following the NRL yeah. knows yeah. where they are. Mm. They know they're in near Brisbane. Mm. Where are they? Just north of Brisbane. Aren't yeah. They? How far? How far north? Forty k. Forty forty five minute drive. Yeah. yeah. The dolphin, oh, that'd be lovely. You'd have lots of dolphins up that way, wouldn't you? Up towards, and then up to Noosa. Seen some beautiful dolphins up Noosa when I've been up there before. And even beyond that, further. Lovely part of the world. The dolphins, so what do you think of that? They've already got a theme song. Have they? Well, this is the club's, yeah, the club's theme. Oh, the current club's yeah, theme. Yeah. Well, Lovely. I haven't heard it, yeah. so it might need it might need some beefing up. Let's have a listen. Oh, it does. Already. No, 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 no. That's AFL, wasn't it? Oh. What? Is, is that different to Glory Glory? Oh. That's the old, you know, voice and, you know. No, we need remastered. to pump some vigour into this and the emblem needs a rework. I think the name, the, the, the song definitely, give it another chance, right? We'll give it one more go. But to me... It already sounds like it's it's blurting out the MCG.
Come on, if that's not if that's not stealing Parramatta's theme song and just throwing some other stupid words on it, I'm not here. Should that was click go the shears, boys? I'm sure it was. Throw the what did they say? Throw the ball around on the peninsula. Well, hang on. If they're going to say on the peninsula, well, that is sort of regionalising where they're from. I don't know. Am I right or am I right? That was was that not click go the shears, boys? Just with different words on it. I think that might need a little bit of a rework. That. Now, I'm not being overly critical. Uh, I just think that um, their emblem might need a little rework and, and that song is um, might need a little bit of a rework. But I, I, I let me listen to it again, and I just want to com- compare it to, to the old Parramatta song. But let's give the Dolphins one more go. Sounds a bit like this one, doesn't it? They're running up the picket song and kicking up the hill. If you want to be a football player, go and see the hill. Quick goes the ball from man to man. There's one in the bag, go and go with the hand. They play it out of fun, that's the only way to win. And when they both are trying to hear the battle theme. Yeah, I rest my case. It's been stolen. It's been plagiarised. Surely there's a copyright on that oh, great don't, old don't, Parramatta yeah. song. You can't just steal our song Hang and on. put Param- other bloody words on it. But Parramatta have taken... That's an old Australian song. So it's yeah. not Parramatta's by right. At least eels have got a bit of bite, haven't they? Squirmy, slimy, slippery customers. Hey, Would you they rather, really be a, uh, would you rather an eel going to bat no. for you, an eel or a dolphin? Hmm? I'm throwing that out there. I know which is smarter. Um, uh, well, how do you know? How do you know dolphins are smart? You smarty? Because you don't. You've read it. No, no, no. Yes, because I've read it. So how do you know the people writing the story are right? Who has gone and had right a chat with a dolphin right, and really measured a dolphin's IQ? Have you? Scientists have 1,000% done it. That's okay. Oh, That's not the point. That's, not. I, I think you're giving... The dolphins a lot of stick for it. I'm just throwing not it out much, there. They not look, much substance behind it. No, and I, I'm not. I'm not trying to be overly critical of these beautiful animals. Or are they a mammal? They're a mammal. They That's are a, very a mammal. Good question. They are a mammal. They have babies. I'm sure they do, don't they? Mammals and animals. Someone tell me the difference. I'm sure they're a mammal. Um, but who says dolphins are supposed to be so intelligent? I mean, I don't know where you got that from. There's got to be an investigation into this. Well, it probably has been, but I don't know. You don't believe everything you read. And no one has sat down, right, and asked a dolphin to fill out a HSC form or something. Yeah, you sound like an anti-vaxxer. 
going off to do your own research and Oh, you know, don't start me on that. I'm not anti vaxxing. I had I had my second yesterday. I know, actually. I, no, no, no. I've I'm still not, got a bloody bruise on my bulging, bulging right um what is that muscle there? Look, I've still got this bruise. Shoulder. I believe you. I'm Del- just saying Del- you are that's what you are sounding. The bulging left deltoid. Mm. Not really bulging, is it? <laughs> Um, yeah, so let me know. Oh four five seven seven three six. What do you think about about the um about the dolphins? Um what do you think about it? I, I think it I think it's good, right? And I on a, on the serious serious note, there is, I'm sure, um enough talent up there and, and from elsewhere. We've seen how many players are coming off contract. I don't think that will be an issue and it sounds to me like they've they've got plenty of cash behind them. Um, they're going to have a master coach in charge. I mean, what else? What else do you need? I just can't wait when Bennett is appointed, and when they they take on the Broncos. Given, um, given how Wayne was pushed out the door mm. at Red Hill, um, into the opening arms of Red Cliff, it's going to be fun with a capital, a capital PH. Um, Steve here uh, from where is Steve from? I've just got his uh, text. Those texts, by the way, oh four five seven seven three six seven three six. Steve from Padstow has been in touch. He's saying, uh, Chris, I like how he spelt my name too, Stevie boy. C R I S S. In creative. Oh well, see, he he knows I'm creative, he, and he knows I like that sort of stuff. Uh, it's hard to love Souths when they sign another thirty-one year old and let Reynolds go. What's doing? Well, yeah, okay. Well, Adam wanted a bit longer than they were able to give him, and it shouldn't happen. And there should be something in place for one club players who have been developed, local juniors come through that wanted to play out their career there. Then I think there needs to be some sort of dispensation or something should be brought into effect that can see Souths keep an Adam Reynolds. And going forward, that, that shouldn't happen, right? And, and he should not be lacing a boot up and pulling on another jersey against his old club. Couldn't agree more. Yeah, okay, good. Well, we're on the same page. Mm. Finally on something. Um, however, however, on the flip side of that argument, um, for South Sydney to be fiscally prudent and it doesn't fit in with their plans, then you'll say, well, hang on, we don't want him beyond another year or two or whatever it was, um, and that would be financial mismanagement on our behalf because we don't think he can do it in year three. So you can understand where South yeah. is coming from, but even then, then I think someone needs to come in from the NRL and say, well, listen, if he wants another year and he's been here for 13 years, here, we'll help you out. Throw him a couple of hundred and Robert's your dad's brother. Yeah? I couldn't agree more. I think... Jeez. Yeah. We're, again. I know. What's happening? Paul Kent, as Paul Kent said, there's got to be more uh, with South and Reynolds. I don't think so. No. I'd... I just think it's purely... Purely about the language of love. Um, and Steve goes on to say, South will not be the same team next season. Uh, Renault to Walker, they were a team. Well, that's the thing. So how's Cody Walker going to play next year without his sidekick there? It was yin and yang, wasn't it? Sweet and sour. It was like, you know, perfect. You've got your game manager and you've got your off-the-cuff runner. Mm. Uh, and they worked really, really well in tandem. So that's the other, the watch on South Sydney is, uh, how will they go? Uh, how will Cody Walker go? Keep in mind, he's coming off contract next year as well. So he will want uh, a big performance. Um, he won't, might be wanting a bit more bit more love from 
do that. as well at the end of that. We may, may well do. Uh, talking of that stuff, right, can I tell you a sad story? So, I, I took my car out yesterday, right? Uh, just went up the road. 400 metres up the road, just to my local swimming pool. Right? Turned off. I saw a, a highway patrol car just sitting to the left of me. And I thought, well, no trouble with me. I'm only doing 44 k's an hour in a 60 zone. Indicator on. I go down. I get my goggles ready and my, my cap. Um, and then from nowhere, woo! I said, no, no, no. I needed Gus with me. No, 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 no. Anyway, I've sat there and I've even indicated and pulled into the car park. And, you know, you do everything right. Mm. I wind the window down. Uh, what have I done wrong, sir? Three days out of Regio. Three that would have days cost you a bit of love. Out of Regio. Oh, my Lord. I can my ping Lord. you heavy for that. My Lord. I said to him, as in my nicest possible way, I said to him, You cannot be serious. And he said he was deadly. And he said, look, um, so that means you're uninsured as well. Mm. I can ping you for that. He's going to uh, send me a notice in the mail, and it has cost me a cool $750. This is higher ground. Breakfast with Vossie. Balmain Tiger legend Benny Elias on the program. You certainly a breath of fresh air in the morning. You are full of... It's time for an NRL transfer update with thanks to CMC Markets. Trade your way with CMC Markets. Visit cmcmarkets.com. Yes, indeed. And uh, so you are listening to Higher Ground. Uh, we've sort of rebranded this studio. We've uh, got a bit of memorabilia in here, some old uh, Winfield Cup. My God, when was that from? 86, that trophy there. Is that That's the Crow and Price's year. You've got some stuff. Where'd you get all this stuff from? It's the uh, late-night sports bar here at SEN 1170. Hutchie's uh, obviously thrown a bit of cash in to redecorate uh, the Higher Ground studio. Uh, Hutchie, thanks for doing that. And again, um, he has given a, a little bit of a bar tab for you guys up in the audience. Uh, thank you. Show, yep. Yep, yep. Well, you know, um, you've got his email address, Hutchie, for doing that too. He said it's not going to be a regular thing, but he said just until you get this show up and running, uh, because it was rugby league, wasn't it? Mate, and now it's all sport. Um, so we've got all sorts of customers coming in here now. Dave still... Is it Dave or Rodney, the Roosters bloke? No, that's Dave. He's still coming in. He's a pest. <laughs> uh, transfers. Tra are there any tra any players going to Bondi? Let's have a look at some of the uh, the transfers around then um, in the past uh, couple of days or so. So Ash Taylor, I see, um, he's been thrown a lifeline. He's another one of these number sevens who started commanding around about a million dollars a year before he'd even really proven himself. Um, Not getting that this time. Was he on that? Was he on that it much was of close. Titans? It was very close. My lordy, 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 lordy. Getting that way. So, surprise, surprise, what have they given him? Just a one-year deal. Train and trial. Train and trial? Mm. Not How much is that? Not a lot. Is that like a... Um, I don't think there's guaranteed cash in oh, that. So Jimmy Roberts is on one of them. I believe so. It's yeah, at, at, at Tigers. At Tigers, yeah. Oh, so it's like a... Um, a daily stipend. What's that called when you go away and you, you uh, what do you call it? And you, you Your holiday you're, pay. No, when you're going away and you're allowed. Leave a, loading. No, you're allowed X amount of dollars to spend on food each day and uh, you know what I mean. Your allowance. Yeah, no, something like that. Fancy word for an allowance. 
Oh, come on, come on. Oh, uh, our help listeners you. all know. Stevie all know. Um, Stevie from Padstow will know for sure. Um, that's a bit like that, isn't it? Mm. Does he get money to jump on the train or the I light think, rail to I get th- the training and stuff? <laughs> I think they'll have enough to compensate him. And he that. wouldn't have to pay for his boots. No. And then again, he might he might tear the place down and just be a raging success and, and then bing, bing. They need the big a, money again. They need a senior half at the Warriors. So a lot of promising young halves. I haven't seen enough to, su- suggest just the, su- to suggest he's a senior half. But I haven't seen enough to suggest that Ben Hunt is uh, the – he's on a million too, isn't he? He is on a million. Wow. I saw a, a potential Dragons team uh, today in the paper and I, I had a look at it. And, uh, Didn't inspire you? Not, no. Well, who's our mate that called the other night? Uh, Mad Dragons fan. What was his name? Oh, he called the other night. He doesn't like me because I suggested the Dragons would get a wooden spoon last year. Oh, it was that John from Kissing? Johnny. Johnny Kensington. boy. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, Hermiso Tabuifido extends his contract for the end of 2023 with the Cowboys. So he was off, must have been off this year, was he? Mm. Or might have been next year. So he's only done a one-year extension. Mm. Well, that's probably smart. Well, his stock uh, is the only end of 20- going, yeah, his yeah. stock is only going to rise, you would have to think. Do you reckon he's the quickest? He'd be in the top 10. Oh, I think more than that. Top five. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. I think he gives Saab a run for his money. Um, Jamal Fogarty as a sign for the Raiders and Tyrone Peachy for West Tigers. That's all done then. Is That's it? all That's yep, all done. All locked, yep, 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 loaded, yep, yep. signed off on. He'll be good there, Peach. I think. I think he'll be I think I think it's a good pickup for West Tigers. He and Jackson Hastings in the halves? No, I see no, I see Peach as a thirteen or even a fourteen. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. Mark Nichols, uh, Steve from Padstow wasn't happy with this is the thirty one no. year old that that uh, Steve's referring to, I guess, is he? Look, he's been on next to nothing. He's been almost trial, mm. train and trial for the past few years, and I think he's only ever signed one-year extensions, one-year extensions, one-year extensions. So he's got a two-year extension. So well done to him. Um, well, hang on. He was one of your best forwards, I thought, or at least most consistent. Towards the back end, 100%. One of the most consistent forwards uh, there for uh, South Sydney. So there you go. That is the latest transfer news. Talking of transfer, so I was saying I got pinged Yesterday, well, you just telling me off it. You didn't tell me this part off it until yeah, the break it gets, that it's gone from bad to worse. It gets worse, right? So I got pinged yesterday. My car was three days out of uh, three days out of rego, right? So, and I didn't know, right? A week or so ago, I checked my service New South Wales app because I knew I was around about ready to to, to renew. And I, the app wouldn't work, right? I went to the page, registrations, and it wouldn't work. I think it was a fault at their end, whatever. Anyway, so I shelved it in my head, thinking, well, I'll get around to that in the next few days. Well, I've had loads going on up upstairs, right, in the last few days. My mum's been in and out of hospital and, and all sorts of stuff. So head hasn't been totally on the, on the money. So I forgot about it, right? So I get pinged yesterday, 750. They have that um, rego plate ID, don't they? They just scan it. That's so right. I wasn't doing any wrong. Very easy to get pinged, yeah. I was driving probably too slow, actually, but... Bang. So seven fifty, but then it gets worse. So and feel free to help me out here, anyone at home, if you want to send in, and we can start up a, a GoFundMe page or something. About four days ago, my young bloke went down to Coles with my credit card. Right, he wanted something. I forget what it was. I don't. I don't carry much cash at all. Right, not but, many do now. No, nah, unless I break into the kids' mm. money back. Right, so I gave him the card. He went down there. 
came back. The next day I said, I said, Joey, where, where's my card? He said, Dad, I'll put it next to your wallet. Blah, blah. Well, we haven't been able to find mm. it, right? So I don't want to cancel the credit card because you know what comes with that. Then you've got to cancel this, 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 and then that subscription's gone, and then you've got to, you know, your tolls come. Oh. Yeah, so changes. I went down to the bank yesterday. This was before I got pinged. And I said, look, I know the card's at home somewhere. I don't want to cancel it. Uh, can you get me a replacement card? She said, yeah, sure, not a problem, Mr. Warren. Show me some ID. Well, uh, it'll be in the mail, and you'll get it in a few days' time. However, I've now just got pinged. My car's now out of Rego. I don't have a credit card. I need to get a green slip in a bloody hurry. I need to I need to go up and get the safety check in a hurry. And I need to pay the registration in a hurry. But I don't have a card. It's a bit of a sitcom situation. So I ring up the insurance company. I say, look, can't I just bank online, online banking? I'll transfer, transfer. it from my mm. account into your account, bang. Uh, no. Well, you can, yes, Mr. Warren, you can pay us online. Uh, but you'll need your credit card numbers. Do I have those? No. <laughs> I don't have the numbers. Mm. You don't remember them? No. You do you remember your credit card numbers and validate and, and the, the security code? I do. You're, yeah, you're different, though. Yeah. I shop online you're different. regularly. You're different. I think that's our generation. So here I am. I can't register the car. I can't come to work. So then I think, oh, hang on. My daughter's often buying things mm. with my credit card. So she's got my numbers because she rings me and I say, can I buy these shorts? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, okay. Thankfully, she had the numbers. <laughs> so she sent me them through via text. I got all the numbers. I got the car registered. And here I am, baby. Yes, hope you're well. Coming up to uh, 17 minutes to 10. We'll be here until, when are we here until, by the way? Uh, no, it's not 17 minutes to 10. Surely it can't be. Here, we've done it again. We are. I still haven't changed it. I'm losing track of the time in this studio. You've started rebranding all the um, paraphernalia around here, the late night sports bar, your idea with that, and all the sporting memorabilia. But you've you've got two clocks on the wall, one that says 17 to 10 and one that says uh, 16 to 11. So which one do you want it to be? Well, just have them both there so we don't have to change every time. It's too much effort. <laughs> Listen, we're going to be here until midnight. Is that about right? That's right. Okay. So, uh, and those guys up there, they're all they're all having a good time. They're fine. They're quietened down, which is fine. Good, good, good. They've probably done their um, vouchers in. Done their vouchers in. Already? Did you want, want another one? I have one more just before. Just before. Hang on. Right. Um, it's low alcohol. <laughs> and I, my car is registered, so I'm not mm. going to get busted. Pinged. Dude. Ping, yeah, ping twice good. in two days. That would be shocking. Now, the Everest. What are we calling it? The richest race on turf. Um, it's our country's richest race. So there is must be a more lucrative race overseas, isn't there? But it's on the dirt. Uh, the, the Kentucky Derby. Kentucky Derby. So what's it worth? You don't know? And the, Breeders, I don't and the Breeders it, Challenge as well, which is where they got the idea from, is yeah. of slot holders buying spots in the race. I want to find out what the price quite high prices. If any of our listeners have uh, no, and then we've taken that and stolen it for the Everest. So the lineup, and they did the barrier draw yesterday, didn't they? For the Everest, a so fifteen mil. It started thirteen, didn't it? Yep, then and it's 14, gone up. Then a uh, couple of slot holders have sold their shares off, and boom, now boom, it's boom. boom, boom. So Red Zell, uh, the inaugural, have won two in a row. 
Karen McAvoy has won three of the first four Everest. Won the first two on Red Zell and that won last set year you up. on Classic Legend. That would set you up. He's done all right, Karen. Oh, Karen, he'd be good for that and good for he He'd be also good for that. He'd shout too. Oh, absolutely. Huh? He's 5%. got a big, fam- big family too, Karen. Five, about 5%? Five are they on 5% or more? Oh, God. You wouldn't need 5%. <laughs> Imagine being a jockey, win, winning Everest and, and you know, Melbourne Cups. And the other the other jockey who's won one, who really needs the money, mm. is Glenn Boss on Yes, 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 yes in the third edition. Yes, yes, yes. And who rode last? I don't know if you rode. Who rode last year's uh, classic legend? Who was on that was Karen. Right? Karen oh, oh, right, right. Yes, 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 yes. Three yes, or four. Yes. Nature Strip, classic legend, Eduardo, uh, G-Trash, G-Trash? G-Trash. 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 Uh, Trekking, uh, Mask Crusader, Wild Ruler, The Inferno, Embracer, Lost and Running, Libertini, and Home Affairs. They're the 12 starters. Home Affairs, um, boss on board for Chris Waller. So 15 million up for grabs. Now today, uh, I think it was in conjunction with the TAB Mm. and also I think the Daily Telegraph, we best uh, give them uh, a plug as well. They uh, compared... The fastest sprinters we've ever had in this country uh, from yesteryear and today, which I know you can't do, but they did. Mm. And Johnny Tapp was the caller. Uh, the likes. Let's go through the field then. This is, um, what are we calling it? Sort of the uh, the Wonder Everest. The Wonder Everest. So a wonder who might win. Manicato, Todman, Takeover Target, Chautauqua, Scalacci, Placid Arc, Red Zell, Classic Legend, Black Caviar, Vane, Luskin Star, and yes, yes, yes. And uh, the man calling all of the action is Johnny Tapp. Racing in the Wonder Everest, Chautauqua slow to move at the start. Manicato bounced out in front of takeover target. Todman is away fast. Coming over quickly now from the outside is Vane, who's got too much speed. And Vane crossed the measly to lead Manicato. Then Todman take over target on the fence. Wider out is Red Zell. Black Caviar midfield on the inside of Placid Arc and very wide. Yes, yes, yes. Then Luskin Star close to the fence, followed by Scalacci. Classic legend second last and two and a half lengths away last Chautauqua. Inside the 600, coming around the turn in the Wonder Everest, and Vane is a clear-cut leader by a length of a half. In second place, Todman. Manicato still there. Takeover target getting a rails run, and Black Caviar coming between horses, and then Placid Arc. It's Vane in front, but Black Caviar has raced past him now. Black Caviar drew clear. Vane's not done with. He's fighting on tenaciously. But Black Caviar, too strong, is drawing away. She's a champion for the ages, Black Caviar. One clearly from Vane. In third place, Manicato. Then Todman, Placidark. Classic legend followed by Scalacci, Luskin Star. Take over target well back with Chautauqua, Red Zell. And yes, 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 his last home in the Wonder Everest. Yeah, wonderful call too, uh, Johnny Tat. Wonderful call. He's still got it, hasn't he? Doesn't it bring back just oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, I was a, when I was a kid, yeah, Johnny Tap. That was um, that was the that was the the voice you heard mm. every Saturday, and and the radio, all the TV was always on, mm. all the radio, particularly around my house. I can imagine, and in every car, uh, and it was always tuned to ten seventeen. Mm giving the other mob a plug, but that's what it was always mm. on. And when I was uh, growing up, um, yeah, and Johnny Tapp. He's my godfather, would you believe? 
Is that right? Yeah. John Tate. I don't think he knows it. <laughs> I'm sure he does. I'm sure he does. But I haven't seen Johnny for, oh, my Lord, 40 years, 35 yeah. years. Tells you about the greatness of those horses. They all got I thought you were tell about the greatness of, great, of Godfathers. Well, Tappy's, you know, they've got their scholarship there now for the young race courses, the yes. TAP scholarship. Yeah, right, right. Yeah, so yeah. You ever fancied a, going into that? Oh, race you work, calling. You worked over there for a while, didn't you? At, I um, did. Sky Channel. At Sky. And I love racing, but I just don't have the depth of knowledge that some of the guys there do. No, it's and a special it's talent. Such a, it's such an art calling races. Totally. Uh, this, uh, I, I couldn't do it. I don't think I could do it. I don't yeah. think I could do it. Just the my dad, of, my dad cut his teeth on it. Loved it. And really of, good, really good call. He called three Melbourne Cups, mm, Rabs. The I amount, mean, maybe four. The amount of names and information you're churning through. I don't think people realise as well how many miles a lot of race callers cover because it's not all Darren Flindell at Renwick and Rose Hill every week. Darren cut his teeth in Hong Kong and was doing dogs and harness racing before that, as a lot of them do. And they do all the country meetings during the week as well. So you have guys driving from Nara to the Sapphire Coast and oh, yeah. back up and around in, yeah, well, inland to Wagga. And, you've got to do you what you've got to do. Exactly you've right. Pay the rent and you want to cut it's your a lot of miles. Um, but it's a, it takes a real, um, a real special talent to do it. Mm. You know, not being able to speak fast and, 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 and accurately. It's, it's just memorising the field and the colours and a Melbourne Cup with what, 24, 24 runners, runners yeah. um, all those colours, but whether it's 10 runners or 12 or 24 runners, then you've got to ditch those colours and, and wipe your slate clean, your memory, clear it because in 25 or 35 minutes, you've got another one to jump and you've got to remember a whole new set of colours and names and then do that eight times hmm. during the day or maybe even 10 if you're unlucky. Real special talent. Uh, you've got to have a photographic memory. Mm. I just don't think I, I don't think I'd be able to do it. I've never tried it. I don't think I ever will. I don't think I'd have the talent. There you go. I don't think I've the talent to do it. But it's probably just as hard. And here's one for our listeners too. What do you think? Uh, what about uh, greyhound callers? They haven't got. So at least with the racing, you've got silks. Your jockey's wearing the same sort Unique. of silks from. Yeah. Well, no, some are from a certain trainer, yeah. and, and you know that that's that 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 that. You just sort of helps you a little bit. But then with the with the dogs, you've got eight boxes, and that's it. You're going to wipe them clear from your head every fifteen minutes yeah. or whatever it is. Um. Yeah. Magic. Magic. Magic of sports commentary. Have, have you got a tip in the Everest? Is there one you uh, like? I haven't looked at it. I haven't looked Not at it closely, closely enough. No, I, I no, I haven't looked at it closely enough. I'm am keen to see how Classic Legend goes though. First up, so interesting story behind Classic Legend, owned by Bonho, the tycoon in Hong Kong, trained by Les Bridge back here. But how old's Les and now? Carmel size. Because that was a lovely story, wasn't Late, it? Like I think he's in his 80s now, yeah, Les. Yeah, yeah, he's yeah. been around a very long time. Didn't watch the race last year, of course, live. Just took himself off to the Theatre of the Horse outside in Randwick and yeah. watched it on the big screen out there by himself. Yeah. But horse went over to Hong Kong, had some bleeding problems over there. So they've decided bring it back to Australia, see what they can do. And once again, it enters the race second favourite to Nature Strip who Waller has running in his slot this time. He's incredible that a trainer has reached that 
level in Sydney that mm. they have their own slot in the race. Well, I mean, God, I mean, how successful is this master trainer, Chris Waller, what he's mm. done in a short space, relatively short space mm. of time, you know? So he's got, how many has he got? So he's got uh, Nature Strip, which is, um, well, vying for favouritism. Mm. Uh, gate 10. So he said, Waller, I'm not concerned about the wide gate with Nature Strip. Probably more concerned about the damage that his stable mate could do, Home Affairs. And Home Affairs is sitting at $11, ridden by Glenn Boss, Glenn who Boss. rode Waller's only winner so far of the Everest. Yes, yes, yes. Two years ago. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, it's going to be a great one. So, you know, and and the whole thing was this, and I saw that Peter Volandi's uh, tongue-in-cheek yesterday, a little cheeky of Mr. Volandi's, um, uh, what's that other race uh, in Melbourne? What's the, the, the big race they the have? The oh, Melbourne the Tasmania? <laughs> yeah, that one. Yeah. But that's the whole plan, wasn't it? To yeah. divert it. Oh, exactly right. Look, the, the race that stops a nation, that's always going to be the one internationally that people associate with because it's been around for so long and it, and it now is an international race, isn't it? You don't have many home no. stayers in it, but um, they're certainly um, I think the, getting plenty of attention with mm. this one because you know what talks, don't you, brother? <laughs> yep, exactly. Language the language of love. Uh, he must be busy, Mister Volandis. Do you reckon he's quite busy? Oh. Do you reckon he has time for a bit of golf or a swim? I don't think he'd be big on hobbies, Peter Volandis. I think no. his uh, I think his hobbies include. Making money, putting on good sporting events, and keeping rugby league running and horse racing running through pandemics. He's it's done different, all it? that going, quite well. Going to the track, it's it's a really good day out. Yeah. You don't have oh. to do it all the time. It's a really good day yeah. out. And actually, if you only want to do it once or twice a year, you know, or even once a year, going to a big event at the track and the ladies, you know, they they can get dressed up and all that, and the guys too. They can. Well, some of them, I tell you what, some of them round Randwick, I've seen them. Stumbling out of the races afterwards, looking like idiots, mate. You know what's with these big leg freezes, and they have these short pants on, like three quarter, three quarter trousers to a suit on. Are you with, a fan with of the no, no socks? socks? With no <laughs> socks. Gonna... <laughs> yeah, How socks. did I know you'd go oh, there? You've seen them, haven't <laughs> yeah, you? Yeah. And they've all, so, and yeah. then all the, the the tweed pants with no socks on, mm. and then the. The jacket on. And, and the one that gets me is the too much gel in the Too hair. much Just gel. leave they it. They all look the same. Uh. <laughs> Don't they? They all look the same. And uh. they're zigzagging, zigzagging. And they'll be, if, yeah. yeah. 10,000 of them in there and Randwick, uh. which is terrific. Great to have 10,000 in for the biggest oh, So you've seen it too. You've seen exactly what I've yeah, seen. Yeah, yeah. Oh, don't worry. I'm, I'm surrounded and, by it. Oh, dear, oh, dear. Yeah. Anyway, but it is a great day out. And just to get back to the track, um, I imagine there's a lot of you out there uh, looking forward uh, to that. 0457 736 736. That is the uh, the text line if you want to jump on the on the line. It can be anything. If you're heading out there to uh, the Everest, um, it can be, uh, what do you think about the Dolphins? Um, then coming into the competition, their logo, their, their theme song can be about anything. Or if you want to talk a bit of, bit of cricket as well. Uh, Matthew Wade or Josh Inglis, who do you think should keep in the T20 World Cup? Um, do you think there's a place there for Marcus Stoinis in the 11? I see Mark Ward does. He's uh, given his 11. We might go through that a little bit yeah. later on as well. Uh, this text here, no name on it, but thanks for sending it through. I remember Bruce McAvaney calling the, um, the dish lickers in South Australia when he f first started. And look what he became. Did he really? I didn't know that. Is that uh, Hillary? 
Hillary. Yeah, oh, thanks, Hillary. Uh, your name hasn't come up there, mate, but uh, the mad Russian, I told you he's clever. He recognised your number. Bruce McAvaney called the dogs. I did not know that. There you go. Called, yeah. a, called a couple of Melbourne Cups, just a few. Bruce as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I didn't know he started on dogs, though. Yeah. yeah. Well, racing is his first love. Yeah. So yeah, that... yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I mean, you say, look where, where he went and where he became, but I tell you what, I think calling horses is is a lot trickier than calling uh, a 100-metres um, sprint at, at an Olympics or anything like that, you know. It's a really unique skill that very few have. Great grounding. Well, and we saw that with Matty Hill during the Olympics. Yep. Best, probably for me, the best caller in the country. Yeah. Of racing, and when he oh, mate, switched be... switched over to rowing, easy as you like, and yep. he was terrific all all sixteen days of the Olympics as well. Yeah, it was. Which is no it surprise. Was. It's a real, it's a real skill, a real art. It is an art. Um, uh, calling races of of, of any talk. All right, uh, you are listening to uh, to Higher Ground with uh, me, Chris Warren, and him, the Mad Russian. We're here until uh, midnight. We've still got a couple of uh, little uh, drink vouchers uh, to give away. If you behave yourselves, uh, if you behave yourselves, you might. Uh, you, we might try and see if we can string that to that bar tab out. We'll call Hutchie. I'll call Hutchie in the break and see if we can get a little bit more over the bar. When we return, we'll sink our teeth into some cricket. Hope you're well. Hope you're in, uh, enjoying the show. And uh, we're here until midnight. So uh, stick around and uh, we'll be talking all things sport uh, through the NRL season. Obviously, we are uh, a rugby league uh, program. But uh, these days, we're spreading our win- wings up here on higher ground. And we quite literally have got it all covered. We see all and uh, nothing off limits. So if you want to join the conversation... Uh, you might be an insom- insomniac or you might be a shift worker. one three hundred oh one eleven seventy. if you want to pick up the phone and have a chat. A late-night chat here in, uh, uh, well, it's almost the, the, the late-night love lounge. We can even have a chat there if you want to do that. Don't be, don't be afraid. Yeah, we can. I've been really trying. Yeah, just pick it up. Yeah. Ooh. No drama. Late-night sports bar, the late-night late night love lounge. Yeah, whatever. Just pick up the phone. Pick up the phone and we'll have a chat. Um, now, also, we talk sport, or you can jump on that uh, text line to 0457 736 736. So um, we were just uh, poking around today. Uh, when does this World Cup start? And suddenly it jumped off the page. It's this weekend. Sunday. Oman against... Don't know. <laughs> Couldn't tell you. Don't know. Uh, not in front of me. Haven't got here. Let me. Uh, no, there's no. Let, here. Let, yeah, me, yeah, yeah. let me get it up here. So, but we don't come into it until our first match is against South Africa uh, in Abu Dhabi on the 23rd. So, ten days and counting from now. But Oman against Papua New Guinea on That's Sunday right. night. What a what a game to the kick off powerhouse. the powerhouse. The, the, no, they not. Are they, are they, they can't be called the Kumuls. What are they called? The PNG team. Any idea? <laughs> no, I don't know either. I don't know either. Hang on, can you answer that? Uh, hang on, that, that's my daughter. Just uh, have a chat to her for a moment while I keep uh, entertaining our listeners. Read the cricket. Uh, read the cricket. Uh, hi, Matilda, but I'm on air, darling. Um, good night to you. Love you. Love you. Read the cricket. Um, so most of the experts, right, picking their 11. Uh, Warner and Finch, right, they're, they're shoe-ins. So even though David's been out of form, he, he will open with Aaron Finch. Steve Smith, you would think, would be batting at number three. Um, but I see a couple of these uh, cricket journos like Ben Horn. Ben Horn and also another couple of others. have got Mitchell Marsh batting at number three. And then I see Mark War has got Mitchell Marsh at four and Steve Smith at three. I don't suppose it 
really matters too much. Smith or Marsh, three and four. Um, They'll probably change them, depending yeah. on situations in the game. And the man that's been belting them out of out of the park for fun is um, is Glenn Maxwell. So he, I saw he he was saying today that you know, he really hopes that that his IPL form can transfer across to the World Cup. And if it does, well, we're in a very good, very strong position, aren't we? Um, I never like relying on Glenn Maxwell, but at the moment he's playing superb cricket over in India, and there'll be similar pitches in the UAE. Would be my guess. Oh. So. Yeah, let's put our hope and for faith T20 in the big cricket, show. For T20 cricket, is there any bigger show for T20 cricket than the World Cup? I don't think there is. Mm-hmm. So let's put our faith on him. Now, the only one there, Marcus Stoyne. So he, I think he's come out, and I'll be talking uh, a little bit later on. We're talking more more cricket. Uh, News Limited um, content provider. His name escapes me. Lachlan. He's going to jump on the line mm. if he stays up and talk a, a bit more cricket. Marcus Stoyne, I think he's he's declared himself... Should be right to go at some point. He's he's through that hamstring injury. We would hope so. Long levers. Yes, yes, yes. And then, so rather apart from Test cricket, obviously you carry a, a number of quicks. You you only really need a couple, don't you? So you'd you'd have Stark and Cummins, right? They're walk ups. You don't really need another quick. Some have got Hazelwood in there, but I don't think you need a Hazelwood. You've got if Stoinis is in there, he bowls. Marsh bowls if you need it, but you ain't got 20 overs to play with, so very little fatigue factor coming into it. Um, but they're all really going with Agar, Stark, Cummins, and Zampa. And that'll probably be it, I reckon. I like it. You like it? Uh, other news around the grounds we go. Rugby League, so uh, what's this? Uh, the latest? It's been going for a while. The forward pass technology. I see it's unlikely... Uh, to be ready for the new season. Well, I didn't think it was ever going to be ready for next season. But Graham Annesley says the governing body has been trialling two different systems uh, to de- detect forward passes for, for most of the year. So one involves technology that tracks the ball and movement of players. Oh, God, and uses complicated algorithms. Oh, please, you give me a headache already for forward pass. The other one, this is the one I was sort of, I was pushing for a few years ago. And people were like, you've got nuts in your head was a put a microchip in the ball can't be too hard and so what do you know that's the other one microchipping the ball and and uh, players as well uh goes on to say this however it's understood that even with the new age technology that is being trialed in some instances it will still indicate wrongly on occasions when it appears a clear call to the naked eye oh great so we're back to where we started from so we invest millions in this technology, which still could be wrong. Oh, hang on, hang on. We haven't. In, they have the NRL haven't invested a cent yet. No, they're I'm trialing do, with companies. If we do, yeah. So, well, if we do, I say we because we're a big part of the game. You and me. If we do invest millions into it, right? I want it to be one hundred percent foolproof, right? Oh, foolproof. Asking a lot there, Chris. So I can say definitively, if someone questions that that was a forward pass. Well, you don't. Do you question DRS? Yes, hundred percent. You do. Do you question Hawkeye? In the tennis, less so. No. I have to say, yeah, you don't. But that's different. Not you, less so. You don't. Well, so balls online. Well, that's and that's part of the difference, right? Is that you got two moving parts with rugby league, where you got a moving player and a moving football, whereas tennis, Hawkeye, in. I think they use it in volleyball as well. Some of those hot climates, those lines are shimmering. (laughs) (laughs) That line's stationary.
Okay. Uh, all right. All right. So uh, I think it'll come in. Uh, Eventually. Or if you've had, or in Vegas the next day, if you're playing tennis, the lines move. <laughs> you ever played tennis in Vegas after a big night out? No. I haven't been to Vegas. Nor have I. <laughs> and, so, and by that, I haven't played tennis in Vegas either. Mm-hmm. Socceroos. Now, what happened? I didn't watch it. I didn't watch it. Uh, we lost, what, 2-1 to Japan last night. We haven't beaten them for quite some time, have we? 2009 was the last time wow, we were wow, in Japan. Wow. So one of our most famous nights, of course, 2006 World Cup, was a win over Japan 3-1. We lost 2-1 last night to them, courtesy of a late own goal from Socceroo defender Aziz Beich, who's yep. been around for a very long time now, didn't have a great performance last night. Socceroo's played well. Um Conceded a lot of opportunities. Japan's finishing was pretty poor. What was it? Two, was it 2-1? Two, 2-1 two, one. One, two, one final okay. score. And, you know, while it would have been nice to come away from there with a point, it's not the end of the world. We're still three points ahead of Japan. Japan. Going, we've got six games. And what, three behind Saudi Arabia, I think? No, we're now level with oh, the Saudis. On points. Okay. And we um, play them next? So that's they'll come out here, fingers crossed, Pending quarantine borders, all that sort of stuff on November 11. Mm-hmm. And in that same international break, we'll travel to China for the 16th of November. I think that game's scheduled to be played and we beat them quite comfortably All right, in the first game of this qualifying well, series. Well, uh, Simon Hill will be covering all that on the global game. Uh, that's tomorrow from 8pm, all right? So tune into that if, if you love your soccer or your football. Um He's brilliant, Simon. He, he's, he's, he's such a good analyst and, and good caller, and um, he's with us, which is great. Uh, AFL trade period. I'm not going to go into that too much. You know why? Do you know why? Because you don't care. No, it's not that I don't care. It's not my go-to sport, right? I quite like watching AFL. Me too. Yep. Uh, I just, I'll be honest with you, I get a little bit confused with all this trade stuff, and can, so can I read you the one that's happened to Sydney today? Please do. Can I just zone out for a bit? <laughs> Peter Ladlam, who's a ruckman, yep. has been traded from Port Adelaide to Sydney. So the power, you've got to follow me here. This is where I get, yes. The power have sent pick 16 of next year's draft and Peter Laddams to Sydney. So Sydney gets 16. But then Sydney is sending back pick 12. So Port are moving up four spots in the draft. And, they're all, and Sydney are also sending them a, a third round pick. So I think there's 30 picks in each round. And from there, you sort of figure that all out. And eventually, they figure they've got value for money on both sides. And one side generally comes out the winner and the loser in these sort of trades. You get all that? Yep. (laughs) You get it, though, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Boxing, Tim Zoo's next fight. So that's – is that locked in, is it now, for Kudos Bank Arena in Sydney? Good, good, good. Uh, he was obviously going to fight uh, on the Gold Coast uh, in against uh, Takeshi in a way, but that's now going to be at Kudos Bank Arena. So I was reading the article in today's paper. So this is fresh. This is beyond that. Um, that's great. So we've taken the event from Queensland. About time, isn't it? They got mm-hmm. the NRL Grand Final. So that's all about border restrictions, etc. So Gold Coast no go, and it's going to come to uh, to Homebush. So Sydney Olympic Park uh, venue will be allowed seventy five percent capacity for the zoo in a way fight with ten thousand to go on sale soon. Well, that's brilliant. Um, that is good news. Basketball. Now the Ben Simmons saga drags on uh, with Philadelphia seventy sixes. 
but he has passed a physical and held a meeting, I understand, with the team's front office a day or two, yesterday, I think it was. Mm. But he's still ineligible to participate uh, in team activities until Friday at the earliest due to NBA health and safety protocols, uh, sources told ESPN. So this all is on $8.25 million. No, no, no. He's on more than eight point two five million. No, no, no. He's no. on more than that a year. So that was that was the second instalment of his contract for this year that the club withheld from him so that they could continue fining him for the time that he was missing. Right. So now he's up to he's lost a million dollars in Australian almost. Yes. So it was almost half up. a million for the first one he missed. So now it's another half a million. Well, soon that adds up. And I don't care if you are earning a hundred and seventy seven million dollars contract. Um, I think anyone would feel a million That's right. fall out. It's not loose change, is it? No. So he's due about thirty-three million per year. Per year, right? So he's lost a mil. He's, he's still lost another a mil. thirty-three to come. Mm. My lord, we're in the wrong game, aren't we? We are in the wrong game. Now, Stephen A. Smith, he's uh, he's weighed in. Stephen A. Smith, mm. he's always quite oh, entertaining to listen take. to on uh, ESPN. He's back with the team, but he's still hell bent on being moved being traded. Yes. The mentality is is that in order to get back, you got to maintain or elevate your market value. The longer you stay away, the worse you look. Not only are you using, losing money, your cachet is diminishing. The team can't get equitable compensation in return for your services because they'll be moving you for 20 cents on the dollar. They're not willing to do that. Plus, you're hurting your status and your cachet. Now, people in Philadelphia and stuff like that, he's going to take some heat. Yes. Ben Simmons needs to understand why he's going to take major heat from Philadelphia. You're the one that messed up hitting only 30% of your 34% of your free throws in the postseason in a seven-game series loss to the Atlanta Hawks. You were the one who appeared scared to shoot the ball. Philadelphia is not maligning Ben Simmons because he played bad. Philadelphia is maligning Ben Simmons because you came across like you blaming us. For what you did, when in actuality, all we've done is support you. <laughs> Stephen A. Smith, he makes a valid point. And I'd like to make, uh, you know, extend on that point with you, if I may, Matt yeah, Russian. It just seems a little bit, now I don't know why I can't join these dots, but it seems a little bit strange why a bloke who doesn't like throwing three-pointers or isn't very good at putting the ball in the net can command a $177 million contract. Can you help me explain that? Well, that wasn't him that offered that contract. Philadelphia 76 gave him that contract knowing he wasn't a three-point shooter. Mm. So Ben's well within his rights to sign that contract. Now, what he's done in this offseason, I don't agree with. I don't agree with him not coming to the Olympics. I don't agree with him swanning around in England while he said he was working on his game, and I don't agree with him not going into training camp, but I cannot begrudge him for signing a contract that was offered to him by a team that mm. a year ago wanted him enough to sign him for five years on mm. what is close to a max contract. Do you think Daly Cherry Evans would command $1.2 million if he said to Manly, I don't want to do any short kicking in, I don't want to do any drop goals? But that's like saying... That's a I don't false, know, help me understand That's it. a false equivalence there. Help because that's like This guy's earning almost $200 million, but he doesn't want to shoot long. It's more like Daily Cherry Evans saying, I don't want to do the tough hit-ups mm. out of yardage. Right. It's not – it doesn't have to be his job. It's never been his style of game. What, so what, he, does, he, what he does need to be, be is competent 
He doesn't need to be outstanding shooting three-pointers. He does need to be competent because it allows other players on the floor mm. to have more space because he is some sort of threat. So if he's uh, – you telling me, and it's not my sport, mm. basketball, but so if, if his current contract is five-year, $177 million, yeah. is that Aussie? Yeah, that's yeah, awesome. That's $177 million over five years, right? Are you telling me if he said to the 76ers, oh, actually, I quite enjoy shooting from outside the paint, mm. would that be more? Oh, no, that, because that's a max contract. That's as right. much as they are right. allowed to sign him for for the amount of time he's been in the league. So, right. no, okay. is the short answer there. Okay. Okay. Uh, now, what's happening with Kyrie Irving? Yeah, no vax, no play. What? 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 Mm. What? What? So what's this has been there? this has been bubbling under the surface for a little while because he's a vehement anti-vaxxer. I like that word, vehement. But he plays in a state which will not allow him to enter the Brooklyn Nets home building, the Barclays Center, to train or play until he is vaccinated. How does one fulfil one's contract then? Exactly right. And so the Nets have said, sorry, we're not taking you as a part-time player because there are places. So, for example, he could go and play in Dallas when they go and play in Dallas because in Texas you don't need to be vaccinated to get into public spaces. So you can only play certain games? Yes. He would only be able to play about – well, he'd be able to play less than half their schedule. Okay. So does he get uh, half his pay taken off him? He's been let go oh, gone, basically right. by the team at the moment and saying, unless you're willing to get vaccinated, we're not going to have you on our roster. All right. Uh, this is higher ground. It's uh, coming up to, oh, I don't know what time it is because I've got two calls. It's coming up to 20, uh, well, 20 past 11. We're going to play 20 questions now, our, our late night sports bar uh, 20 questions. Do, our, do you like it? Yeah, they like this segment. They like this new segment we've brought in, 20 questions. So, okay, okay. You can play along up there, but just just chill. Don't, get, don't give it away. Um, I asked you a question the other night. Person, place, animal or thing, a sporting icon. And uh, you had 20 questions to get it right. And you were on the clock. And you got it with 12 questions. Mm. Oh, God. And 58 seconds, you think you said. But yeah. I, don't, I don't think that was right. We'll test that on the weekend when we're back together. I think we should go back and just roll the tape. Roll the tape and confirm that. So, um, you're going to... Here we go. You ready? Here we go. I'm asking you. You're asking me. I'm asking you. Got that ticking clock? Oh, yeah. I'm, well, I'm looking for a, a clock because we're on here, right? Are you ready? Here we go. Okay. Ready, set, go. Person, place, animal or thing? Person. Male or female? Female. Alive or dead? Alive. Runner? No. Swimmer? Yes. Olympian? Yes. Current or current Olympian? No. Past Olympian? Yes. Does the name start with D? Yes. Dawn Fraser? Well done. Twenty-five seconds. Oh well, that is so good. That is bloody good. Hey, hang on. Do you want now? You've messed me in there. Very, very well done. Oh, excuse me. <laughs> oh, excuse me. I know. Celebratory. What? what about that? Yeah, but that was. So I, I tried to tie this in. So there's something Dawn did on this day. So she. Have you got that in front of you? She won her. You third... didn't. You see, you didn't give me that, did you? No, she won her third straight gold medal. 
in on, the 100 hang on, hang on. metres. Hang on. I'm coming back to that. I just want to give myself a little pat on the oh. back. Just a little. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. How'd you go at home if you were playing along? <laughs> Sorry. So on this day. 1964 Tokyo Olympics. Dawn Fraser won her third straight gold medal in 100 metres. She was the first athlete to win three straight gold medals in the same event. Wow. At three consecutive Olympics. Melbourne, 60. 56. Melbourne, 56. That was 60. I don't know. You're telling this story. Tokyo, 1964. So congratulations to Dawn. Yeah. We've got a little bit of audio there. What a champion. If you can find it. What a champion. Um, Dawn Fraser. And she's always you know, been a big part of, of of rugby league too, hasn't she, really, with, with West Tigers and uh, and Balmain well before that. How could I forget? Um, Rome, 1960. She won the 100 metres there as well. Rome in 1960 won the 100 there. And we've had some yeah um, wonderful athletes over the years. But uh, Dawn Fraser, there you go. So she was... Uh, she was the 20 question, and uh, let's have a listen to this. Playing for Fraser, Australia. At 27 years old, she made it to the final, where the most serious threat came from 15-year-old American Sharon Stoudy. Fraser's remarkable comeback from tragedy made her a national hero. She became the first Olympic swimmer to win the same event three times. Yes, well done. On this day, Dawn Fraser. This is higher ground. Well, there's plenty of cricket uh, news about, and uh, we, well, we're not too far away, are we, from the T20 World Cup? Uh, in fact, 10 days away, uh, we enter it, but other nations uh, come into the fray as early as uh, this weekend. So I thought we'd get someone on who uh, who knows a lot about cricket. He's very active um, on social media as well, not just cricket, all, all sports, in fact. It's Lachlan McCurdy. He's the uh, content producer at News Corp. Thanks for joining us, mate, on Higher Ground. Lock, how are you, mate? Chris, it is fantastic to be here. I really appreciate you having me on and looking forward to chatting all things cricket. Yeah, no, our, your, our pleasure. Thank you for coming on. I guess like you, you, you love all sports. Um, we're sort of in the, in the midst of uh, the end of the footy seasons, plural, and uh, the start of cricket. So um, I guess you're rubbing your hands with glee about what's coming up with the T20 World Cup and, and then the Ashes. Absolutely. There's going to be a lot of late nights. I mean, the IPL has been just a little bit of a warm-up heading into the T20 World Cup, which has been fantastic. We've had Marsh Cup, Sheffield Shield on throughout the day. For any cricket fans out there, it's been a dream, and I can't wait for it to continue. Let's talk about Justin Langer first, uh, Locke. It's been, yeah. a, it's, it's been a testing year or more for, for Justin. Um, he certainly had an interesting time in the last uh, 24 hours or so. A lot of questions surrounding his job again. I mean, this has been going on for a while now. What's got on with these posts on LinkedIn? Tell us more about that. Yeah, so it is quite interesting. So Justin Langer uh, and the rest of the Australian team who weren't involved in the IPL have headed over to the EIE to do a bit of quarantine ahead of the World Cup. So they've got a lot of thinking time, I guess, by themselves in their hotel rooms at the moment. And Justin Langer has chosen to, to go on LinkedIn and post some inspirational quotes, I guess. Uh, mm. He spoke to, I think it was a, it was an article in The Australian saying it was a quote that was sent on from his daughter and he just wanted to 
to send it to the world and give people a bit of positivity. But yeah, it was quite a, a very profound, interesting quote that kind of sums up his character quite well with words like be yourself, you are unique, you are special and really trying to that motivation that we know is we know just the Langer for. So it's been really interesting. And I guess the interesting fact is that there's been so much criticism about Justin Langer, as you said before, that we haven't really heard from him since this criticism has started properly. Mm. And it's interesting that rather than a media opportunity or facing a press conference, this is kind of the first way we've heard from him. So I think that's been the big question mark over this. That no one's no one's doubting his ability to share an inspirational quote on social media, but it's just there's so many questions that people want to ask him. And instead of being able to talk to him about it, all we get is something that a wise man once said on his LinkedIn. Mm. Yeah, well, you know, he, he, he sort of, he, he strikes me, and I don't know Justin very well at all, um, but he strikes me as the guy that sort of will stick to his guns and, and um, his beliefs are well entrenched and, and the regime, the, the way that he goes about things. So uh, I guess it remains to be seen just sort of what impact um, the past year or so um, mm. has had on, on, on how he does um, have to take his job forward. I think I read today Ashton Agar, fully supportive of, of, of Langer, and he knows him very, very well, both from WA, etc. Are you hearing anything, mm. um, you know, on, on the grapevine, whether or not his job is in danger? I personally, from what I've heard, don't believe his job is in danger in the immediate future. I think that the plan was always his contract's going to be up during next year, so after the Ashes and after that little bit of time. So... I don't think there's any chance that he probably goes out before the Ashes unless he kind of pulls the pin himself. Um, whether Cricket Australia decides to take a different route once his contract's up, I think that's the, that's going to be the interesting thing. Obviously, when all those reports came out and Cricket Australia issued the statement that kind of he got the full support of the board, it was pretty clear that they said he's got a contract up until this point. So that sort of messaging to me suggests that they, they kind of know there might be an end date on Justin Langer, but at the end of the day, they brought him into the role because they needed that stability after what happened in Cape Town. They wanted a coach who could kind of really get the players in line, bring a better culture, and at the end of the day, he brought exactly what was expected of him. So I don't think too many people can question what Justin Langer brought to the team. Sure, his, his time might be running out. People might be getting frustrated with his tactics, but for what he was brought into the team for, I think he's achieved it. Yeah, and, and you know, when it comes to the point where, you know, you, you're seeing your players or some of your players start you know, taking over the dressing room and undermining you, well, well then, you know, then it's a different story. But you know, I, I think mm. he's a really good leader. I, I don't know what goes on behind closed doors, but um, you know, everything I, I see of Justin Langer, I, I like. Yeah. It's a big green tick from me, but... Um, you know, as I say, I'm not in the know. Uh, the England touring squad, it was named, uh, when was it? Named on Monday, wasn't it? Um, now, Jeff Boycott, I see, he's added his voice to the uh, yeah. the chorus, suggesting that they, they might have a hard time out here this summer. What do you make of it? Look, I think it was always going to be a hard summer for England when realistically your two best players are likely not going to be here. Obviously, Joffrey Archer with an injury that's kind of ruled him out for some time and... There's question marks over Ben Stokes. Obviously, he wasn't named in the first squad, but the door's kind of been left open a little bit for him. Mm. Uh, he took to social media the day after the squad was announced, saying, I can finally grip a bat again after his finger injury. And the England coach kind of said, yeah, maybe the, he wasn't fully closing the door on him. But I guess you've got to look at the squad that's been named. And obviously, Joe Brooks is there as captain. But for the most part, the team is about as strong as you could probably ask for England side without their two best players. You've got... Stuart Broad, Jimmy Anderson, they're the two stalwarts of that bowling attack who are coming down under for another Ashes. 
You've got obviously some some good all-rounders there. You've got the likes of Chris Wokes, who is really good. David Milan, who sort of found his way back from the test team and has proven himself in Australia before. The likes of Johnny Bairstow, Josh Butler, while inconsistent, we know that at their best they can be really dominant players. So, look, it's going to be a really interesting series. A lot of people are quick to jump to the, oh, it's going to be 5-0 to Australia. And mm. obviously, as an Australian, I'd love to see that. But I'm not so quick. I mean, this is an Australian side who struggled in, I mean, we've lost series in two of the last three years. So... It's, if they can get off to a good start in Brisbane at the Gabba, England, I wouldn't put anything past them. But as we've seen in Ashes series before, if it goes wrong at the Gabba, it can be a very long series. Mm. So you're saying the door is still open for Ben Stokes. So a finger injury. It must have been a bad finger injury. That was back in April, I think, wasn't it? Yeah, he, he suffered it for quite some time. He's had some complications with it. He's also obviously taken some time out of the game for mm. his mental health as well, which has been widely documented. And I think... He's been able to work on both throughout this time. And while I think it'd probably be less than a 50-50 chance of him coming, that especially as border restrictions ease in Australia, maybe there's less quarantine, that we could potentially see a scenario where he might not be here for the start of the series. But if he's fit and firing, I'm sure England would be more than happy for him to come, say, ahead of the Boxing Day test and mm. play the last three tests of the series. Mm. All right, um, let, let's focus on, on what's more important. That's our, our batsmen. Uh, they seem yeah. to be in slightly better form, or, although excluding maybe David Warner and Steve Smith, but uh, the likes of Glenn <laughs> Maxwell, he's been going great guns, hasn't he, in the IPL? So we'll be mm. heavily reliant on him, I would have thought, in the upcoming T20 World Cup. And Travis Head today, what about that? Um, an historic knock in the, the one-day Marsh Cup today for South Australia. A truly remarkable knock. I mean... Look, a lot has been said during this sort of start of the domestic summer about the batting conditions in Karen Rolls Noble down in Adelaide, that it's a batting paradise. But Travis Head took that to a whole nother level today. He finished on 230 off 127 balls. I think it was 28 fours and eight sixes. He was absolutely carting the, the Queensland bowls around the park. He becomes the the second highest list day scorer in the history of Australian cricket. Uh, behind Darcy Short, and he becomes the first Australian to have two list day double centuries to his name, which is quite remarkable. And I believe it's the, the sixth best 50 over or list day score of all time. So it was mm. truly a remarkable innings. He, he never looked like getting out into the ball. He just miscued and oh, it, it was remarkable to watch. And it's good to see Travis Head in such good form heading into the summer. Now, um, it seems to have snuck up on us a little bit, uh, the T20 World Cup. Uh, so it's going ahead uh, before the Ashes. It's in the UAE. It gets underway, mm. can you believe, on, on Sunday this weekend with Oman taking on, I think, PNG. Uh, our guys yep. enter the tournament at the uh, the Super 12 stage. So uh, that's on uh, October 23, isn't it? That's right. Good news around Marcus Stoinis today. Yeah, we got uh, some word. Josh Inglis was up, the, the WA keeper was up for a media opportunity and during the Cricket Australia spokesperson kind of said, but yep, the Stoin after his hamstring injury uh, during the IPL, he's recovered to be at the stage where he's running at 100% and he's bowling in the net. So obviously those hamstring injuries can be really tricky. And while we haven't heard from him yet, we haven't seen him, uh, the fact that Cricket Australia seem to think he'll be ready to go for the World Cup is important. Uh, yeah, he, he could be crucial for that Australian side. There's, there's a few places up for grabs, and he could be one of them who could really put his hand up and say, hey, I'm going to be the finisher for Australia. So looking forward to seeing what impact he can have during the World Cup. I see uh, Mark Waugh uh, today in the papers saying in his, in his top 11, Stoinis is in there. Uh, just, just on that, mm. so what are your thoughts with uh, who will keep at the World Cup, Inglis or Matthew Wade? 
I think Matthew Wade will, will at least start in the role. Obviously, it'll be interesting to see if we've got some uh, warm-up games against New Zealand and India in the coming week. Uh, so I imagine Josh Inglis and Matthew Wade will probably both get a run out there while those guys coming back from the IPL have a bit of a rest. So there's no doubt that Inglis with some strong performances. Obviously, he played in the blast over in the UK. He, he's got runs on the board, and if he can force his way into the side, I wouldn't be surprised to see him start. But I, I feel like Wade has the inside running, and even though he doesn't have form on the board, just because he's been part of that Australian team so long, it's going to be really hard for Justin Langer to go. Here's a debut to Josh Inglis mm. in a World Cup, but I wouldn't rule it out if Wade struggles in the first couple of games. Mm. Okay. And so uh, you talk about Inglis over there in, in England. What about generally uh, the rest of our players? How, how have they looked in the IPL? Other than, uh, as we all know, that Warner has struggled. How have the others looked? Yeah, well, it's definitely been a mixed bag, that's for sure. I mean, the standout one for me has definitely been Josh Hazelwood. He's been playing for the Chennai Super Kings, mm. who have booked their place in the final on sort of Friday night, early Saturday morning, our time. And he's been bowling really well. He hasn't got many wickets to his name, but he's been regularly bowling three, four overs for Chennai, opening the bowling, doing a really good job at trying to keep that run rate low and was really important in their sort of qualifying win for, to get into this final. So he's been someone who's really impressed and has developed his T20 game with a bit more exposure, which is exciting. And then obviously one guy you mentioned before, Glenn Maxwell, he's probably been the pick of Australia's performances, performers so far in this resumed IPL. I mean, I think he, overall this tournament, he has six half centuries to his name. He has 513 runs and he's got the second most runs of any international player. So after a, a disappointing tournament last season for Punjab. His move to Bangalore has really, really worked out for him. Mm. All right, mate. Look, I appreciate you giving up a bit of your time, Lachlan. I really do for, uh, for joining us tonight on, on Higher Ground. Uh, more than happy to, Chris. And yeah, can't wait for plenty of cricket to be happening over the coming weeks. Absolutely. Bring it on. There he is, Lachlan McCurdy from News Corp, joining us on your late night sports bar, otherwise known as Higher Ground. Welcome back to Higher Ground. Uh, Chris Warren with you. We're here and, uh, until midnight. Hope you are enjoying the show. Uh, a fair bit of cricket news around and, and quite uh, rightly so with the uh, the T20 World Cup um, on our doorstep almost. It all kicks off this weekend and then we've got the uh, the summer ashes uh, to look forward to as well. Uh, big bash as well coming up. So I see that uh, our women cricketers have been given uh, a pay rise uh, to the tune of about $1.2 million uh, which is not bad, is it? Not bad at all compared to other sports. Look, I, I know there's still uh, a big, big gap uh, between what the, the women and the men earn. And obviously that's going to take a long, long time if that is ever bridged. But uh, just the very fact that they have been able to go in and negotiate a, a pay rise. And I think it's about a 20% pay rise um, almost uh, across the board. Uh, but it's where other, other sports have been unable to not just negotiate pay rises, and I'm talking about rugby league and others, but the women's competitions have been abandoned or postponed due to, due to COVID over the past couple of years. So uh, I tip my hat to the, um, well, I guess the Australian Cricketers Association and their boss now in charge is Todd Greenberg. I saw in the paper uh, today, uh, he was pretty quick too, to, wasn't he, to, to point out not so much giving himself a a pat on the back, but just the fact that other sports were unable to uh, to carry on through the COVID period, and um, his sport, cricket, is um, is good to go, good to go, and not just good to go, but with uh, with pay rises as well. So, well done to our our, our women cricketers, 
and uh, that women's big bash, um, well, it's all only a few days away now, isn't it? So uh, there you go. This is Higher Ground. Stick around. We're here until midnight. Well, that just about does it for me and the Mad Rusky. I hope you have enjoyed the past couple of hours or so. Or so. It's always pretty lighthearted. Uh, up there in the back, the cheap seats. Have you enjoyed? Yes. Good, 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 good. I'm glad. I'm glad. Well, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll tell you what I'll do for you guys because you've been so well behaved. I'm going to have a chat to our man here, Hutchie. And uh, we might get a few more drink vouchers uh, for when next we meet on higher ground. I'll be back with you on Saturday midday until four. And I'll do it again on Sunday midday until four. You know the drill up there. Uh, before you go, lock the door, turn the lights out. And I will join you all again on Saturday. Until then, keep smiling. Bye for now.